the month of Ramadan is a month in which we're meant to invite peace within our lives. That is why we find that you know we eat less so we don't give so much importance to our physical existence because we're eating five times a day every day throughout the whole year this month we say wait take a little break slow down don't give so much importance to your body focus on your mind and your spirituality right five times a day well some people eat more than five but <laughs> But I mean, you know, three, yes. three, three times to five <laughs> times, I think it's, it's fair to say some people yeah. have. Um, now, when it comes to the month of Ramadan, we are looking to create a more spiritual, peaceful environment for ourselves. Whether it's you know, eating less, thinking more, reading more, the Quran, spirituality, dua, seeking nearness to Allah, and even our family gatherings have a flavor of spirituality, right? Um, now, with that said, when I look at a lot of children who are hurt, a lot, a lot of adults who are in pain, a lot of marriages breaking up due to childhood trauma, I wonder if this is something that can be ignored within the month of Ramadan. Because if it's part of, the month of Ramadan is part of creating a peaceful home with tranquility for the entire year, then discussing this topic is one of the most crucial things within the month of Ramadan. I believe that talking about, talking about divorce, talking about, you know, the trauma from divorce, that's something that needs to yes. be talked about. Uh, or poverty. You know, some people come, their childhood could be that they came from extreme poverty. And by extreme poverty, I don't mean like, oh, we had to just buy two pairs of shoes for the whole year. That's not extreme poverty. That means you didn't have shoes yeah. when you were you know, growing up. Used to, you know, having traveled back and forth to Pakistan. I mean, what you see or Iraq, you just see as poverty there, and you come back and you're like, this is poverty. You know, poverty is uh, sort of the you know not being able to afford anything other than basic cable. You know, not so, even <laughs> yeah here in America. In America, yes. Yeah. But but I remember a few years ago, uh, just prior to the month of Ramadan. Uh, actually, some members from the Houston community, other communities had given a good amount of donations to our charitable project known as the Development and Relief Foundation. And we were in the making process. So we were trying to find people who were in need of sponsorship. And I kid you not, I mean, I have the videos. I think they're still available on YouTube. And I was thinking of actually putting them on once more. I went into this home, and it's not even a home. It's a room smaller than this room. It didn't have a roof. It didn't have a door. It was, uh, the roof was uh, just uh, blankets, not blankets, uh, 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 um, plastic, mm -hmm. okay? The actual door was a blanket. There was no bathroom, no electricity, no lights, no water, nothing in there. So we went there and we made an announcement that, look, if you have orphans or if you need of sponsorship, come out and, and you know, we'll interview you and what have you. And I have this all on video. We, we went on mm -hmm. with a crew. Out of this little room came out six kids. Mm -hmm. Eldest one was six. Mm -hmm. Youngest one was an infant. None of them were wearing shoes. None of them had food. Many of them, you can feel the malnutrition 
they were sick, it was cold, they were, you know, you can tell they needed. Now, does that not come with trauma? That child, even if one day he br- grows up and becomes a physician, an engineer, an attorney, and lives in a beautiful home and has a... That child will live with trauma. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take an exception to that to one degree. And that is, it's not that poverty that necessarily causes the trauma or being in that situation. It's, it's the nutritional deficiency and the food lack of etc. But... But humans are designed to acclimate and be comfortable in whatever surrounding they have loved ones. Okay. So if, if, um, if all else is equal, being in a small place where I think many people will speak fondly of the time when we were all in one room and we had to sleep together. And we kind yeah. of, you know, that, that's what, so it's not necessarily in and of itself. I tell thing. you, that it's is the a, stuff that comes along with it. I agree to some extent. What you're speaking is, again, an American definition of poverty. But this kid, believe me, that is why we have hadiths that if you make a barbecue at home or if you have a good meal. There's a hadith about barbecue? Yes. No. Do you know that uh, it's actually one of the most interesting stories? The Prophet Yusuf. This is what happens when you do a podcast right before <laughs> eating and you kind of go all over the place so this this story now that you've asked me I think it's somewhat relevant um, the prophet Yusuf yeah. how they took him they threw him in the well he became a slave he became I mean all that mm-hmm. his life mm-hmm. what we don't know is what happened a few days prior to his brother is kind of deciding we're going to take our brother and throw him away they say that Jacob had a very big home, beautiful home, many children, many offsprings, very large family. And at nights they would barbecue. You know, it wasn't that people had ovens and whatever. So the family would get together, they bring some chicken or meat and they would barbecue. One day a family came knocking at their door. And one of the brothers opened the door. He said, this is the house of the messenger of God. And I smell this food every night. See, that's what happens when you barbecue. What, what happens to me and my kitchen. children? <laughs> what happens to me and my children? And mm-hmm. this young man, who was one of the brothers, says to him, we'll give you, but just come back when we're, you know, we've kind of ate. He said, mm-hmm. but that's not, that's not good enough for me. You're going to eat the fresh food right off the barbecue grill. And you're going to give me what's left over. What's left over. So he says, well, it is what it is. This guy leaves. The angel Jibra'il comes to Ya'qub. This is what I'm, this is, this is very important. And probably by design that Allah brought us to this discussion, it wasn't part of my discussion. Allah says, Ya'qub, you and your family should prepare for one of my greatest tests. And that's when they take Yusuf and, they, and the whole family goes through years mm. of tribulation. Mm. Now, Why? Why? It's because Allah is just, Allah is fair. Do not create that trauma in a child because they don't have the ability. You know, we have to be careful as well when we, you know, with social media, yeah. we, we have to be careful of how we show, to, show up to our local masjids and Islamic centers on Eid. You know, okay, let's say you hypothetically, you have a very beautiful, expensive vehicle and it's worth half a million bucks. And you also have uh, a Toyota or 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 an average vehicle, right? I urge you to please use the average vehicle when you go to community centers. 
don't use your expensive vehicles because a community center belongs to all. It doesn't just belong to the rich. Yeah. So there's a, now the adults will understand, but there's a child. He's 12 years old. His dad's driving a Corolla. You're driving a $200,000 vehicle, right? It could cause some sort of insecurities for this child. So again, uh, not as close to the topic, but, but something that... Relevant the month of Ramadan is the month of awareness. It's the month of becoming human beings. So I'm going I'm to ask you a little bit about the trauma aspect from a Western perspective or rather the immigrant Western perspective. When I was, when I was in school, I had, you know, you had to fast during, during school day, we come back and, uh, you know, you, you go during lunchtime and you get taunted at certain age groups. Mm -hmm. Why, you know, they say, come sit with us, you know, so you're fine, all right, you know, you're fasting, mm -hmm. you can still sit, you mm -hmm. turn around and say, you know, hey, uh, what are you eating? Nothing, honey? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So there is a certain amount of, of um, inherent uh, ongoing psychological impact that happens with practicing your way of life if it's different in mm -hmm. significant aspect from the prevalent way of life. Mm -hmm. So that was one sort of a, a silly example, but it was, it was for real. But now you take it another way. I think it uh, went the black again. I have to turn it back on. Um, and and what I, I you know what I think it is. I think it is the the if it's not recording, it sets itself off. So maybe we'll just put that on that way. Okay. Can um, you press record the red button on top? There we go. Sorry, folks. We're learning. We're learning. Uh, or, or the yeah. Right. much better thank you is it on yep very good folks i know it's uh you got a blackout there for a moment but bear with us we're right here we're just pretending like we're in karachi but Every we're minutes, uh, we're, we're also blackout. live on instagram for yeah. people who are annoyed by youtube hop That's on instagram right. it's going right. to be a much smoother sale <laughs> so okay so so other aspects of it include uh having to go to school and to explain that Listen, as a child, I need to go to the bathroom and, well, I don't have a water source. All they have is mm -hmm. paper towels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now that means you're going to hold as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Avoid going there because you're going to run into uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. And that is not to be understated in some ways that yeah. as causes. What else? Well, uh, what about uh, name. food where... Name. You, your name. Right? Your name. Yeah. Uh, the name that you carry, the the um, your mom picking you up after school with her job. Yep, a parent that uh, comes in that has an accent or, or kids. Or a, yes, uh -huh. uh, yeah. you know, kids going to uh, like McDonald's after school. Yeah, you know, some kids uh, is McDonald's, Burger King, whatever. You know, they're hanging out after a game, and everybody obviously nobody's gonna eat a fish fillet, man. You know how it works. Nobody wants to go for the McDonald's fish fillet. Now, everybody is ordering the Big Mac. You're the only one ordering the fish fillet. That, we, we look at it, and, and now we're older. We have self-confidence. We're, and we're telling ourselves, oh, what's the big deal? But for that child, especially if they have some self-confidence struggles, wearing the hijab, mm -hmm. having Muslim names, mm -hmm. 
not being able to eat whatever everybody else is eating in the cafeteria, not being able to attend the school dances, not, you know, uh, it could be it could be that there is a show, for example, The Bachelor. Okay, that's not an appropriate show for 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 youngsters to watch, right? Who would you say it's appropriate for? Nobody. Okay, then. <laughs> but but I'm saying, you know, you end up going to school and everybody's like, oh, did you see what happened yesterday? Did you? And this kid genuinely, not that he wants to watch or she wants to watch, but they do feel left out. So that does cause a little bit of trauma. So from what I understand... But all of these are older. Now we're talking about a little bit older age yes. that these get affected in. Yeah. Right? So 10 but, plus. But okay, so let's, let's divide our discussion into two, at least two segments. If, if you want to add, sure. let's make it more. One is uncontrolled trauma. Yeah. Something you don't have control over. Okay, let's talk about that. And not being the product of that, not saying, well, I was the product of this. And I'll, I'll get to you because I'll get to this because I hear this a lot from people. I don't have control over my life. It, I didn't choose this life. I, and then trauma that we have some sort of control over, the situations now that we live in. Let's come to the first one. Has the Quran discussed trauma that you know we don't have control over? Absolutely. This is why in the month of Ramadan, outside the month of Ramadan, we should come to every single possible theme and ask the Qur'an, this book that is alive, this book that never dies, this book that gives us the best advice as a way of life, and say, I have jealous family members, does the Qur'an address this? Mm. Boom, it's right there. I have, I'm a, you know, I come from a single parent family, does the Qur'an address this? It's right there. I have, you know, issues, serious issues within my my marriage uh, of betrayal and so on and so forth. Does the Quran address it? It's right there. One of childhood traumas that you don't have control over as a child was addressed in the Quran. The trauma that it has on the child and on the mother. The story of the Prophet Musa. This guy is an infant. He was just born. Allah inspires this woman we inspired the mother that do what? Take this baby, put him in a basket, put the basket on the Nile River. Now, can you imagine the trauma that, this is in Surah mm-hmm. Al-Qasas, that a mother has to go through? Mm-hmm. Not knowing, okay, did I just destroy my, my own child that I buried in my stomach for nine months? And this child, what's going to happen to him? He shows up at you know Pharaoh's palace, he grows up there, he knows they're not his real parents. He never had real parents, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Allah discusses this in the Holy Quran. Now, as a child growing up, trauma of facing trauma within family, Yusuf, you know, that's the most beautiful story. Yusuf was very young when his brothers took him and they threw him in the whale and he ended up as a slave. They sold him as a slave. So if I may ask you, how does these um, episodes give us a take-home message in managing today's childhood trauma. Very good. So a lot of people come to me and they email me and they email me or they WhatsApp me or text me or I meet them, all sorts of ways. And, and I believe that childhood trauma is one of, if I were to make a list of top 10 things that people talk to me about, one of them is childhood trauma. Hmm. Uh, I want to say this part that you don't have control over or your parents were poor. They didn't deliberately let you live in poverty. Okay, you were refugees. 
they actually went through a lot of pain and difficulty to get you where you were. But now that you were there, you were poor, you were struggling. So things you didn't have control over, how should they resonate with you? Honestly, I feel that people should not let themselves become this, the product of their circumstances. Find a way to, to move on. Find a way to uh, reconcile, to live with your past and accept the fact that it was a difficult moment, it was a test, it was a tribulation, it wasn't pleasant, it wasn't milk and honey, whatever it was. But don't live your whole life thinking, and I'll give you an example. I can't get into medical school. I can't become a lawyer. I can't become a CEO. Why? Because I grew up in poverty. I didn't go to a good public school. I didn't go to a private mm. school. I didn't have tutors. I didn't have this. So I didn't you're have setting that. yourself up for failure. So you... You're not, but your mind is manipulating you in a sense that it's telling you, look, this is where you are. You're going to end up being a, a manager at, at, at Walmart at best. And that guy, yes, he's going to be your doctor. He's going to be your attorney. He's going to be your CEO. And your mind kind of lets you, uh, lets you uh, accept the situation. Why? Because that kid went to a good private school. He had educated parents. He didn't have to, you know, at night uh, worry about dinner. His dinner was also there for him and all that. So now with that, you say, okay, fine. I'll struggle. Maybe my kids can. Don't put yourself in that position. That's the first thing that I want to kind of address. I, I, think, I think at the same time, um, there needs to be a recognition that a lot of what happens with childhood trauma actually changes the structure of the brain along the way. And, and for someone to encourage, and that's, that's necessary. But let's face it, in those circumstances, you need to get the counseling that allows you to reformulate how you should think, how you can do it. Absolutely. So, so getting appropriate help uh, is part of That's what exactly what, yes. And, and, and the reason I bring this up is because mental health issues, whether it's PTSD, depression, schizophrenic, etc., are such a taboo in in so many of our cultures that that so many more can be helped and lead fruitful lives if people would support their need to get the help. Very good. So what I, that's exactly what I wanted to say. In order for us to reconcile with the past, it's we need professional help, and there's nothing wrong with that. For you to understand that you have had not an easy past compared to others. How do I understand it? How do I reconcile with it? How do I, you know, why was I unlucky enough for my parents to go through a divorce? You know, there's nearly one million divorces every year in America. 900,000, 970,000. Nearly one million families are split in America. You think this goes without trauma for their children or for their... So now, let's say from 2000 to 2022, you have a 22-year-old that went through that, but you also have 22 million mm -hmm. families that are split. Mm -hmm. You have 44 million people who are suffering from divorce trauma, right? Anyways, I don't want to... We, we may talk about that some other night, but... But to come, to, to come back to what you said, I agree. We need professional help. Jawad Qazwini is not going to be able to give you professional help. He can listen. 
He can give you some Islamic perspective. He can tell you how to eliminate childhood trauma for your children, to how to be a good parent, how to correct some of your mistakes to the best of his abilities. And by Dua Al-Qazmina, I don't just mean me, I mean a religious... Let's try that again, Ali. Yeah. I mean a, a religious uh, figure, right? But you need to go to a professional. I mean, this guy, this person, this young man, this young woman has gone through proper schooling, education, case by case, and now they can help you. Now, another thing is I feel that our community don't trust... Okay, I'll tell you what I mean. They may, they may trust you as a psychologist or a psychiatrist, mm. but they're afraid that you may go and share their story. So or, uh, confidentiality. Exactly. And, 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 and we both know that happens, unfortunately. Yeah. You, you know, I'll tell you, I think that's, that it may be more of an issue um, outside uh, the Western areas where there are laws that are very prohibitive against that kind mm -hmm. of behavior and people take an oath for that, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, we have about a minute or so left. Uh, I want to mention one more thing and, and, and I want to hear your take on this. Childhood trauma, do you think it plays a role with believing and practicing religion? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe a lot of kids that come to me, and you tell me your take, a lot of kids that come to me, and by kids I don't mean like five-year-olds, no, I mean 20, mm. 16 to 30, 35 years old. They come to me and say, as young, young men and women, I don't believe in God, or I don't like Islam, or I, I don't recognize myself as a Muslim. In fact, Pew did a research about this, and they came up with 27%. 27% of American-born Muslims, by the time they become teenagers, they do not identify themselves as Muslims. Now, we're sitting there still talking about the most irrelevant things, and 27% of our population is leaving the religion of Islam. When I get into a discussion with them, what I can kind of find is that the parents were the authority in their lives and they abused their authority. I mean, like the house was a boot camp, uh, a lot of abuse, okay, whether it's verbal abuse, whether it's mm -hmm. physical abuse, whatever it was, just a lot of mistakes, right? Now, God is also an authority because they feel that mm. this authority has been so detrimental in my life, why would I want another authority? And most probably, every time the parents abused them, they used God. Yeah. Even in non-religious families. It's very, very, very uh, funny. There is a comedian that says, my grandma used to take me as a child to the casino <laughs> and say, before you, you know, you, 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 Basically, uh, pull the whatever it's called, yeah. you, the slot machine, you have to do a salawat. So he said, I was, as a child, I was telling her, listen, this is wrong. I mean, God doesn't want us to be here. And he said, when I would do it and I wouldn't say salawat, you'd be so upset. It's like, this is why we lost, right? So, uh, jokes aside, uh, do you think that, you know, a lot of our unfortunate you know, Islam, Muslim atheist movement, anti-Islam movement, not identify. Does that have to do with childhood trauma? I don't know. It's an honest, I don't know. But you know, that is worth discussing as to how parents deal with these questions that come up. What, what traditionally would be done, for example, if your child came up and said, I want a tattoo, 
mm-hmm. uh, and and if you're from a very traditional family, you absolutely mm-hmm. have one reaction. Whereas as a parent who needs to keep in uh, you know your child in a way that healthy and non-traumatic, mm-hmm. might have a very discussion. So some of these mm-hmm. perhaps n- uh, need to be brought up more. So in, in the interest of time, though, uh, we're past a couple minutes, and uh, I want to really say thank you to everyone for uh, bearing with us with our technical difficulties, which which you know which is a perennial thing. I think if everything was perfect tomorrow. It would be shocking. So <laughs> let's just let's just uh, hope for the best here. Um, I want to uh, give a quick shout out to our helpers, Ali and Musa. Where are you, Musa? There you are. Thank you very much. We've been helping us uh, control that part of it, and um, inshallah, we'll plan to be back uh, tomorrow with a similarly interesting topic which we expect to post shortly yes absolutely so now it's time to talk about uh, food food yeah I thought so Um, what do you crave today Chinese food Chinese Chinese food you sushi oh my god sushi that's pretty close oh that's pretty good yeah well thank you very much guys 